Hey family, thank you for following and trusting the path that led you here. This is Flow Space, Conscious Conversations with J&D. I'm Jerrica. And I'm Deandra. Our discussions will be led by intuition and spirit as we continue to evolve and learn about what it means to live an earthly human experience. You know how they say that we create our own reality? And if we do create our own reality, Every experience that we experience that we dread experiencing or that we don't find ideal, why do you think we craft that into our reality to experience it? Hmm. I feel it stems from the duality and it's through the duality it allows us to perceive things that are more in our favor or seem ideal to us to be perceived through those lens of it being ideal to help us shift our perspective and to apply things that are already instilled within us in a new way that we may not have the foresight that we have been implying them already. Yeah, and I could get that, but it's so weird because like what I was thinking about this morning was, okay, every situation that I have experienced recently, like from small to big, I created those experiences, but if I know that I craft my reality down to like the smallest detail, why would I create such experiences? Because if I have the potential and the power to create whatever uh, reality I want to experience, why am I not creating a more ideal experience for myself? You know, why would I put in these nuances or these things that would annoy me? Or just not make me feel my best. Like, I couldn't grasp what purpose I would intentionally create my reality in that way. So then it led me to thinking that it's through the unintentional crafting of my reality, whether that's like certain emotions that I might experience and then hold on to. And then I take action or I have thoughts with that energy attached to them. And that's what creates that kind of annoying or unideal situation for myself? Yes, that actually reminds me of two things that came to mind for me yesterday and the day before yesterday. One, yesterday I was met with people having a little bit of like an attitude at my job. And I realized the more I became still within myself and returned to the my joyful nature, I was met with that energy from people that were once giving me a bit of an attitude. And I associated that with being an outward reflection of the dissonance that was within me, which stemmed from like that wired feeling of doing a to-do list yesterday. And that was pouring out into what I was perceiving in my physical reality. So that that's one thing. And then two, I've been sitting with the idea that the darkness that we see in others and then we address it with the same energy, it's just speaking to the darkness that lives within us. Like if something is agitating us externally, like someone's behavior, then it's just addressing something that's within us that can be um, living through more light. Yeah. And Everything you said makes so much sense. And I connected to the book that we're currently reading, the inner workbook. 
Um, and I think that's where my line of thinking or questioning started this morning was based on the chapter that we read yesterday. And it's like really helpful to realize that because if you start experiencing, let's say, an attitude from somebody else, you know, like it's a good moment to pause and check in, like what energy am I holding on to or what feelings am I carrying or what lens am I viewing the world through right now because I'm experiencing this because this energy is active and it's within me that it's being reflected and then exactly. we have the opportunity to change it yeah that's such a good word you use that it's active like it's actively laying out and mm -hmm. being manifested into the physical and I recognize that before you introduced me to the book yesterday earlier in, in the day I recognized how the energy that I was displaying was being manifested through the engagements I was having with other people. So it was a great way to be able to reflect and check in with myself with where it is that I stand and take accountability for the dynamic that I'm experiencing with other people outside of myself. And when I was able to check in with myself and make the necessary energetic adjustments within myself, that's when I was met differently by the same people that I was initially met with different energy. Yeah, and I, I feel, think, uh -huh. go ahead. No, I was just going to say what you just described, that's such a good live, like real life example of you crafting your reality because you realized you weren't being met with energy that's supportive to you or like ideal for you. You checked in as to like why it was happening and you made adjustments. You I, you addressed the energy within yourself and then you're met with a different reality. So you're actively crafting what you want to experience. Yes. And I feel it was really cool to experience it consciously and with the awareness of what was unfolding in the moment because it brought a deeper understanding to the concept that everything is truly energy and how this unseen force can manipulate the experience that we're having outside of ourselves. And it is the true key to crafting the reality that we would like to be experiencing. It goes back mm -hmm. to our energy and being mindful and intentional with it. Yeah, and I think it's super powerful when we could recognize, and like you said, you used the word accountability earlier, like take accountability for our actions, our thoughts, our energy, and realize the role that we within ourselves have in our life. So recently I found myself thinking, like I was experiencing some turbulence, and I was thinking to myself, like, why am I experiencing this? You know, I've done so much work on myself. Why am I being met with this energy? And the more I focused on that, putting blame on others because of the encounters I was having, more of that energy, um, what's the word, perpetuated. So I wasn't changing the situation at all because I wasn't addressing the energy that was within myself. I was just looking on the outside world and like, stating what was happening putting blame on other people or like other places and not taking accountability for the role I played in it and then after reflecting on it, I'm like wow I could have made the decision to just let it all go and enjoy the moment regardless of what the moment was if I was eating a food that I didn't like necessarily I could still be grateful that I'm eating and have the gratitude for the food and that would have changed the whole experience. But within myself, I was feeling heavy and I put a heavy perspective on everything that I experienced. 
Yeah, it's so powerful how transformative this mindset and realization is and seeing how tangible it is to experience the fruit of the reward of practicing this way of living. Um, Because it reminds me of that idea. I think it was yesterday. I had this like realization that just like I said earlier, but it just feels so important to share again, just from my own self, like to deeper understand the concept Mm -hmm. that the darkness of others, when we respond to it with darkness, it's just speaking to a darkness that's within us just to use like the words darkness to like bring sense and words to this idea, like just something that's unideal to whatever it is that we want to be experiencing. And it was something that, it was so helpful to practice this realization while at work yesterday was working in a restaurant really helps me to practice this amongst various different types of personalities and Mm -hmm. see how no matter the difference in personality, the way I present and navigate these encounters changes the dynamic of the other person, even though they all vary in personality, it, it's all met with where I'm meeting myself and leading from, no matter like the difference in um, heritage and cultural differences and stuff like that. It was really fascinating to witness it because, um, you know, like certain cultures uh, can perceive another culture as like being rude or standoffish or just like different things out of cultural differences um, is what I was realizing yesterday because there was a lot of different uh, cultures that I experienced people from different cultures I came across yesterday and I could have taken the lens of like judgment or feeling like oh how could you approach me with this kind of energy instead I led with like a loving lens and like joy for just being alive and having encounters with other people and um leading with like a lot of peace in my being and I was met with that and it also opened up my lens and perspective to whatever it is that I was experiencing with them like having a more compassionate lens and curious instead of like feeling like victim to whatever it is that I was perceiving I was experiencing based off these other people. It reminds me of one of the four agreements do not take anything personal And I feel that when we operate from that space of not taking anything personal, like you said, if somebody's being like rude or a cultural difference that in your culture, it's rude to do something, but in somebody else's culture, it's not. If we don't take anything personal, we won't allow ourselves to step out of our center and we'll remain open and heart-centered, loving in every encounter. And then, of course, that's what you're going to continue to be met with because If your heart and your light is casting light upon somebody's shadow, or even maybe a shadow that's within you because you're experiencing that reflection, love is going to conquer the situation. You know, it's the highest vibration and frequency that can alchemize anything. So it makes so much sense that why, while you (laughs) remain peaceful and loving, you were then met with that after maybe not experiencing it prior. Yeah. (laughs) And it's so funny because it also reminds me of a recent outing I had with someone. We went out during Halloween weekend and the people in the space that we were at, it's like a bar club kind of place. 
Um, I remember, I think I had maybe accidentally bumped into someone. I don't remember, but we ended up touching and I turned around to kind of say like, oh, I'm sorry. Or like, you know, um, just to address that I touched someone accidentally. I remember turning, I was feeling so great, like, oh, I'm here in some place that I get to dance and enjoy myself. So I'm in that vibe. I turn around to say like, oh, I'm sorry. And the person had such a, like, unpleasing, a very um, unpleasing face, like, oh, how could you like touch me? You know, I turned around with such a smile because that's the vibe I was in. And they ended up smiling. Like I saw in lifetime, their facial expression change. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. And they're like, oh, it's okay. So it was really cool to see how real what we're talking about is, you know? I think that's really amazing because it speaks to how easily or readily available these concepts are. And we've been experiencing them, but it's cool to like recognize the depth and the tangibleness of it. Yeah, and like, I think that's such a beautiful invitation for that person to then look within themselves as to why they're so defensive off rip. Because I've been there one time, you know, like, or many times I've been there where I would be in a club setting, somebody would bump me and I would get so offended and like, upset about it and ready to fight. And that spoke to the energy that I was operating from in that stage of my life, like all of the different traumas and unresolved wounds that didn't have my love or attention. So that was my constant vibration. But then now somebody bumps me and it's like, oh, it's all good. Like, what is a bump? You know, it's nothing Yeah, and I think it's cool. A bump is like a check-in really, you know, like if we perceive it that way, it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, like check-in with the energy that you're operating from. You can either receive that as a way to elevate and evolve how you're feeling, or you can take it as an opportunity to further affirm how you're already feeling and justify it. Yeah, and I think that's so cool because it really goes back to us crafting or creating our reality in any moment. It's like we have the power to decide what happens next. No matter what unfolds in front of us, we hold that power to be like, okay, this is the direction I'm going to go or actually I'm going to like stand still you know, you can either welcome in the flow or you can disrupt it. And I think it's so cool that we have that power. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's so <laughs> great. It's so amazing because it's like you can continue dancing through live. And if you bump someone, then you guys just dance together. And as you pass along in your day to day life. Or you can start creating like rigidity and corners where there's meant to just be like this ever flowing line that has no limit and no like corners, you know, like no edges. Yeah. But if you decide to do something against that, you're stopping the flow. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I just think it's so cool. Like it's just so it's getting me so high off life to discuss and anchor in these concepts that we've been experiencing and having the opportunity to dive in deeper with the book that we're now reading, Inner Work. And it's just beautiful. It just highlights the magicalness of this existence that we are able to experience because we're choosing to perceive life in this way. And I feel just really amplifies like my joy and appreciation for life because Mm -hmm. it highlights how much in control we truly are of our reality 
And it's through this energetic hygiene that we can go through life in the ways that is most ideal and joyful and easeful, regardless of external circumstances and regardless of material things like material success and all those things that are external of us. Like this feels like the ultimate success. Yeah, I think you said that so beautifully because it really reminds me. I like a few things that you said, the energetic hygiene. That's so important because like as much as we read about these concepts or we try to integrate them and practice them, life happens. And again, we're human. This is a human experience. It's a journey. So we need to be constantly reminded and cleansed basically of these different energies and vibrations that we might hold on to whether it be in our subconscious unconsciously or even consciously because there's times that I know I'm holding on to an energy that's not serving me and I'm like yeah I'm gonna stay mad or you know like it makes me feel validated for whatever reason so it's really good to practice some sort of energetic hygiene and have these different reminders to continue aiding us in the remembrance of the power we actually hold. And I think the book, the inner workbook is so good. We're only on chapter one, but it's so good at really reminding us of our power because I can see how in certain circumstances, I totally forget and I relinquish all control and I give away my power. And then something else that you said in terms of, um, it just left me actually, so never mind. Okay. (laughs) I love it so much. Um, But what you were saying about the explanation of the energetic hygiene, I've recognized that um, doing daily, having a daily practice that supports my energetic well-being has been really supportive to allowing more joy and ease and flow and love into my way of being. Um, And one of the key pillars that have been supportive in that is yoga, because I have witness myself releasing things that have been held in my body in certain positions and it's just so magnificent how that actually takes place Um, because it's something that I've always known um, but my understanding of this has been growing through uh, the growth of my consciousness and my connection to consciousness and my own consciousness Um, alongside meditation, creating stillness for myself to either reflect on the energies that have left my body that are no longer supportive and witnessing what this new space has allowed for me in my everyday life. And it's cool to see how being consistent with this, because I believe I'm now on day 18 or 17 of doing this every day. Um, And it's not really that long of a time to be consistent with something. But yeah, I'm experiencing more fluidity in my my energy. Like I release things much quicker consciously than I have in the past. And can you give an example of like during the yoga practice, how you recognize something actively being released while you're practicing? Yeah, like I'll be in in a position And I just feel like very um, subtle remnants of sorrow, like different kinds of emotions that range in like the sorrow bucket, like sorrow, sadness, like heaviness. And then sometimes it'll be associated and triggered with a memory that's associated with this sentiment. 
so I'll have like a quick flashback as to like whatever the sorrow or sadness or whatever it is is connected to anxiety sometimes and then um I either like release it as well with a sound like I'll make a sound that feels um supportive in the moment or like I'll take a deep breath or like a a sigh like a a sigh that has volume like uh um stuff like that that's really cool to be able like during the yoga practice to be in the practice be present and then actively be releasing these things yes and that's the key piece that I've noticed that I've been more present um because there's times during the yoga practice where I'm not present like my mind will go to like my to-do list or something so it's also like a active meditation to return back to like being present with what's happening so I can fully receive the release or the benefit of whatever the yoga in the moment is serving me and I feel it goes beyond what I am consciously aware of um like just in not while I'm not doing yoga like the rest of my day um but I noticed it most heavily yesterday the benefits because like um I felt like that wired energy and then I met I was met with the different personalities that I could have perceived as like a way to be defensive about and then I recognized that I was being like that perceiving things in that way and then I chose to shift it and I was it was available for me to shift it much easier than in the past because I've been operating in this more joyful state more frequently so it was easier to return back to that because it was familiar yeah and hearing you explain everything you just explained reminds me of like the importance of us addressing those energies like you mentioned like a quick feeling of sorrow or sadness it's really important that when we feel these things we address them and identify them to release them so that we can bring in more of the joy and the love and it's not to say that if you have sorrow or sadness or grief that you can't experience love or joy without fully releasing it because you can but you want to like have your vessel fully cleaned and clear and light essentially you don't want any density weighing you down because then everything you experience is going to have that energy attached to it yeah yeah that's super important and like finding whatever that looks like for whoever you know like it's different for all of us something Mm -hmm. else that's been supportive for me is like burning an herb and as I'm burning the herb like I have it go through this the smoke like go throughout different pieces of my body and as it does, and as the smoke, like, let's say, goes passing my arm, I'll touch my arm along the smoke. And I feel like it creates this, like, connection. It's very supportive to my nervous system, um, associating, like, what's happening energetically in the unseen with the touch. It's very comforting. And it feels like it helps me connect to the intention of what it is that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. like grounding in the unseen energy that's associated with that intention into the physical exactly yeah I think it's super important to have some sort of practice like whatever it is because there was a time like this conversation's helping me recognize recently there was a time a period of time that I kind of released all practices because I just felt that I didn't need them in that stage of my life like life was lifing in the like best possible way 
So I didn't find or feel the need to sit down and dedicate 20 to 30 minutes of meditation or dedicate an hour to learning something or dedicate, you know, like things that I had once brought into my routine. But I can see like after traveling and really having no practices while I was traveling, how much those practices once were very supportive and welcoming them back in. Since I've been back home, I've been back into a routine, a loose routine. Um, but I start my day with a meditation, then I do a tea meditation, and then I read, and I stretch, and I move very slowly. And I'm sharing this to say because it's my nervous system that I'm regulating again. My nervous system, because of my travels, I feel dysregulated itself. And now in order to be still and be able to be present and aware so that I can create my reality to reflect what I want it to, I need to find the stillness and my center again. And I personally feel that I'm unable to do that unless my nervous system is really regulated. Yeah, I feel like the nervous system is central to these practices because it feels very connected to our energetic body. Yeah. I feel like the energetic body is the unseen uh, manifestation of the nervous system. Like, I Mm -hmm. feel they go really hand in hand. And what you said is important, um, like the importance of the practices when you feel like they'll serve you and how at a certain time you didn't really feel it was necessary. Yeah. Um, Because it's important to highlight how every season of our life doesn't require the same thing. So Mm -hmm. it's just like flowing with that as well. And like our practices may flow and evolve in the same way. It's another example of not becoming too rigid and blocking the flow because I could attach myself. And I think that's the thing. It's like having no attachments because I could attach myself to either wanting the routine or not wanting the routine and thinking of the routine as a prison or thinking of the routine as a support system. So either way I decide to think about it, I'm creating dissonance within myself and going against the flow. So it's really just like losing for myself. It's losing the attachments to whatever thought line I'm trying to create in my mind and coming back to being present and just perceiving whatever's unfolding without a narrative or an opinion on the situation. Yeah. And I feel it also speaks to just following our intuition, you know, Mm -hmm. because like our intuition will guide us to what it is that we need in whatever season of our life or just in every day and every moment. And the more that we can bring that to the forefront of our decision making, the easier and more flow there is without any attachment or rigidity in how we navigate our everyday life. Yeah, I think it's so cool because so many people constantly say you create your reality, you craft the moment. (laughs) But for me personally, the inner standing and the deepening of that awareness is changing so vastly. And I'm really like getting it as much as I can right now to see how powerful we are. I know we are so powerful, but to actually witness it in these I'm not talking about instant gratification, but like in these moments, like you shared your example of you checking in and changing the energy within and then instantly you're met with that. I think that is the coolest thing ever. Yeah. And I feel it is that instant. It's as instant as we change within ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I feel 
I agree 1000% that the understanding is changing vastly of this concept of we create our reality for me too. Um, and I, and it's redefining instant gratification. Instant gratification isn't associated with these material or external success markers that society has imposed. The instant gratification is the change of how we're met energetically with the external world, depending on where our energy is. I love that because all I could think of in my mind is if you are not experiencing the instant gratification, what have you not changed instantly within yourself? You know, what old patterns and habits are you still vibrating at that frequency? Because if you want instant gratification, you can have it. Just do it within yourself, and then you're going to receive it outside of yourself. Yeah. So that's cool. It's more of the power, like emphasizing the power that we actually hold. And it starts within us. There is no outer world, you know, like there is no such thing. It's this inner world that we then are able to perceive it through experience. But this outer world isn't what's actually controlling us. It is if we allow it to, but if we are in our power, we control everything. Yes, and how we're associating whatever is playing out externally, like things like bills or rent, like those things, it's how we relate to these things, you know, from the point, from the standpoint of like, oh, but these things are in place, like, and they do kind of control us in this kind of way, you know, but the energetic steps that we can take, the shifts that we can do within ourselves, help us and guide us to having the external reality that mirrors the internal but i feel that it's important to highlight and emphasize that the instant gratification begins in the energetic before like the material things um because it's that that reframe the redefining the instant gratification it's not like oh i've applied myself in this way and now i'm going to be met in these measurable markers that are outdated now. It's yeah. not part of the new way of new earth. <laughs> yeah, I really appreciate you emphasizing that and like repeating it because it's so important. And I'm going to sit with it for some time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a lot of this conversation because I feel we've repeated certain things several times and I have felt it within myself the need to repeat it. And it's just to really help bring in a deeper understanding of these larger than life concepts, just yeah. in the same way that we are changing how we relate to the idea that we create our reality. And that's something we've been saying for years, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think what this concept of the instant gratification, that speaks to us creating our reality, because... If we want, like you said, it's not about the materialistic things, but sometimes in this physical world, those materialistic things are the measurable of the energetic or the unseen world. So if we're doing all this inner work and we're still not being met on the outside with what we expect to be, we can ask why, why, like, what are we still not focused on within ourselves? What are we still attached to or holding on to? And then once we really get clear and real and actually do the inner work, like the actual inner work, then we can start receiving that instant gratification. And I love the reframe of that because it takes us out of victim mentality where it's like, oh, I did this. Why am I not getting this? It's like, no, I'm not getting this. What still needs to be done within myself? And then that's, I feel, such a powerful and motivational way to really implement the changes 
And what comes to mind is that phrase of like, be the change you want to see in the world. You literally have to do it within yourself. Yeah. And it reminds me of the illusion of, okay, I've done X amount of work on myself. Now I'm deserving of having this external instant gratification to Mm -hmm. mirror the work that I've done. Because I feel like we've been there, you know, we've had conversations of like, when am I going to reap the reward? You know, we've had seasons in our life where it's all been about the inner work and it's feel and it feels endless because of all the things that we're uncovering within ourselves and it can feel daunting and like just never ending. Um, and in those moments and we're still haven't been met with the reward for our efforts, I can see now that I have the foresight that even though I felt like it was time because of like, I guess it's more of like an, an, an ego perspective of like, oh, I've done this, like I need to be rewarded for my efforts. Now I can see having been, having um, evolved past that kind of season, maybe it'll come back again, but like from past moments in my life, I can see now from a more humble perspective if and when something like that does show up in my life again, I can trust that I'm not being meant because there's still more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And of course, it's like hindsight is always clearer when we're in yeah. the moment. You know, sometimes the clarity really isn't there, but we can learn within ourselves to find the clarity in the chaos. So it's again, you craft <laughs> your reality, but it's all within you. So. Thank you for listening. Continue flowing in your own space by simply being. If this resonated with you and you feel called, please be sure to follow us, like, and share. Until next time, wherever you go, give yourself space space to to flow. flow. If you would like to support us, you can check out our affiliates mentioned in our show notes or on our website at flowspacewellness.com and go to our affiliates page. We have affiliates with Greenfield Water Solution, which brings life back into your water, with Lil's Basement, which are handcrafted polymer clay jewelry incense holders and cute creations for your body and home, life-changing energy which supplies sound healing instruments such as crystal singing bowls singing pyramids and tuning forks the original himalayan crystal salt which is our go-to for salt to make soleil and then baja gold salt company which we love to cook with their sea salt you can also support us by leaving us a love donation any comments on our social media pages or our youtube and also sharing our podcast with your friends, family, coworkers, and anybody you feel would benefit from our message. Thank you so much for joining, tuning in, and listening to us and sharing this space. And we look forward to connecting with you in the future.